Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of Self Deaf Sundays, the podcast. Do 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 do. really clear that some of the learnings from this book has really helped ring so it gives you like a high level summary of everything that this guy had figured out the power of this subconscious mind and suggestions i'm so excited to welcome another guest on the podcast today who is sally yay welcome sal hey how's it going Louisa? <laughs> good thank you my love how are you i'm good thanks always good, good to speak to you <laughs> good so for people that know me will put most likely know Sal because she's like my idol she's my role model and we it's funny how we started off because I think w- where we work in the company I'd always like known of Sal and stuff that she did and when I attended one of the talks that she did I was like who is she I want to get to know her I want to <laughs> do what she's doing and I think that's how um I got to know Sal at work and um my old manager knew Sal um, and then yeah we just I reached out to her just to learn more about her job and then the rest is history right so I um, worked with Sal at work uh, doing what we do which is marketing and I'll let Sal do um, the intro and what she does but after that we have become really good friends and I've learned so much from her and I know I'll continue to learn from her in the future as well and you're just a you're just a just an all-round good human being Sal and I'm so happy to have you in my life but maybe for the people that don't know you do you want to maybe start off with your name age and occupation and what you do yeah absolutely and you did not tell me that you're going to be going deep on me so I'm glad this is audio because I am blushing <laughs> um, so, so hey yeah I'm, I'm Sally Naruzi. Naruzi is an Iranian surname I always get asked where's where's it's from so I'm a business consultant I work at Salesforce which is a tech company been there for about five and a half years now and you know my my journey began around studying marketing and advertising at university that's when I really thought yeah this is this is the degree for me this is the area of study for me absolutely love it you know it's just so refreshing going to lectures and your lecture just pulling out the metro newspaper and talking Mm -hmm. about topical things and it made me realize this is something that happens in our day-to-day lives it's something that we all consume we all react to and it's not a it's not a textbook that was written God knows when, and you're expected to learn it and then apply it in the day to day world. It's it's human behavior, it's science, and it's the way the world turns. Mm-hmm. Um, so so my love's around marketing and and helping people really think about customer experience and how technology can really inspire people to to drive innovation and really make the world go around. Mm-hmm. And uh, when I'm not when I'm not immersed in technology and trends I am cooking so <laughs> cook, cook, cooking for me is is if it wasn't tech it would be food so I've got a cooking blog and, and page which I can share the details to as well so yeah tech and food that's me tech that, food that, and smiles <laughs> that is literally it that is so in like three three words and I think we can maybe do- delve into like a more of the you know your background on on marketing and stuff in the future but um that's what you do for a living Sal and you know that's what pays the bill but if I was to ask you what really drives you uh to to do what you do and what would if I was to ask you what's your key motivation in everything that you do in your life what's the first kind of thing that comes in your mind 
Yeah. And this is something I constantly reflect on and, and learn and really to be able to articulate what my values are. You know, in, in our job, we speak to so many different people from different parts of the world. Uh, obviously, get the pleasure of, of meeting so many people. And we can all talk about what we do. But when you try and connect with people, talking about your values is actually something that binds two people together to try and bring that collaboration forward and bring those ideas and hearts and minds together as well. So one thing I've started to do is just talk to people about my values. Now, this could be whether you're trying to enter a new relationship or what have you, or just even corporate conversations. Um, mm. so, so for me, my, my values and I guess my, you know, the, the, the straps that I carry or, or wear, if you like, um, is passion, mm. is, is positivity, and it's having a system. And um, by systems, it's system of, of journaling. That's what helps me be me, learn about mm -hmm. myself, reflect on myself, and I always strive to be better and, and do good things. And then when I say having a system, a system of visualization as well, which mm -hmm. I, can, I can share with you how I've got to boiling it down to those three things. Mm, I love that. And it's so important, isn't it? Because values is something that we speak about quite a lot at work. And it's like, especially from a company's uh, point of view it's like what are your values and what what do you stand for and I think it's more like it's more common in big organizations but a person's values says so much about who they are and we don't question people's values on a conversational basis do do we like if we were to meet up for a coffee I wouldn't walk up to you and say like what are your values Sal but I think <laughs> whip out the slide tell me yeah, exactly <laughs> what, what do you stand for what are your targets in life but I think <laughs> the values actually comes across um unspokenly right it's your character it's how you carry yourself and it's what you stand for and kind of like a brand that you carry yourself um but going back to like what you stand for, which is like, um, pos was it passion, positivity and system? I think that's such a tangible <laughs> way of breaking those values down. But if I was to ask you, how did you come to those values? Like, how, Was it from your childhood or, you know, people that you look up to? Like, was it, did you wake up one day and was like, this is what I stand for? Or was it like a gradual experiences that led you to those values? Yeah, it's a great, it's a great thought. And because I always come back to these, these, these values, and as you said, values are a way you describe yourself, they describe your characteristics, they describe your outlook, and they describe your being. Mm -hmm. For me, having a system, I would say that's only a couple, I've been a couple of years, and I'll, I'll share with you how I've got about that. Mm -hmm. But passion and positivity, it's an, it's an interesting one in terms of how those I attach myself to, to those because when someone keeps referring to you or describes you in a particular way, you know, you're, you can only take that and think about it and think, okay, this is how I'm actually being perceived. So mm. it's a combination of picking up from what people say to you. I always say people always, the best, the best form of understanding what brand you are, because we are all a brand is what does someone say about you when you're not in the room? Mm. and the way someone describes you is effectively what you stand for and it's your mm. opportunity to solidify that or, or change it if you like or don't like it I, mm. I'm lucky <laughs> to be described as passionate and positive mm. but for me being passionate 
yes, I guess I'm described to be passionate because when I engage with people, they can tell that I'm enthusiastic about what I do. Mm. But one thing I've learned is the more passion you put in something, the better it is. Mm. And one of the books I've been reading, which I'd love to share with you, is around, is actually the Talk Like Ted book. I don't know if you've read it, but it's awesome. And it's really great. It basically summarizes the best TED Talks out there and synthesizes them into the so what and the learning of, of the TED Talk. And one thing it says is passion is the thing that will help you create the highest expression of your talent. And just to share something further, it says science shows that passion is contagious, literally. Mm. You cannot inspire others unless you inspired yourself. You stand a much greater chance of persuading and inspiring others and your listeners if you express an enthusiastic, passionate and meaningful connection to your topic. People cannot inspire others unless or until they're inspired by themselves. So it's going back to this notion of what makes your heart sink. You know, mm. if you're constantly inspired and enthusiastic about what you're doing, you're driving passion. And naturally, people will describe you as passionate because you're driving mm. that passion forward. It's an authentic trait. You can't mm. you can't be passionate about something you don't you're not inspired about. And thinking mm. about the corporate side of the world, a lot of people lack inspiration from their leaders and how can they be inspired in their day to day if they don't find their leaders inspiring and vice versa? Mm. That is so true, isn't it? And I love that definition from the book as well. I'm definitely going to have to get that. Yeah. And, <laughs> yeah. Cause passion is, is one, one of those other terms once again that we use, but so like, what does it actually mean? And just before you said it, I even wrote down the word authentic on my notes because when you are authentic when, and when you're yourself and when you talk about things that you genuinely enjoy from the bottom of your heart, that's when the passion comes through. And I don't know if you can teach someone to be passionate. Um, I don't know if that's a, you know, there's a how-to guide on how to be passionate, but when you find something that you truly enjoy, whether that's your job or whether that is your cooking, it, it just comes from somewhere deeper, doesn't it? Absolutely. Passion. So, Passion, no, you can't teach it. You no. can't teach it, but what you can do is help people find their passion, right? Mm. So a lot of the times, like when we've been, when in, in, in the roles I've had, we've interviewed people, someone may show up to the job interview, but they might not have the skills, but they might have the passion, the determination. And mm. eight out of 10 times you've hired that person because they've been passionate, because you can't teach passion. You can't put mm. someone on a course you can't send someone to Oxford or Cambridge overnight to say, hey, you're going to get a degree in being passionate. You can't do that. <laughs> you're get a master's. You can MBA. learn to code. You can learn yeah. to code. You can you can learn UX. You can learn every, you know, you can learn around emerging technologies. You can't learn passion. So no. with saying that, it's about how you find your passion, how you find your source. Is it is it something that you find yourself in your journey? Is it something that someone brings out of you and you hold on to that and try and develop that and flex that muscle a little bit more? Mm. I think that's so interesting, especially the bit where you said about you can't go to uni and be like, okay, how can I be passionate? Because I think going to uni and going through the sources is kind of like a after effect of what your passion is. So if you're passionate about 
marketing it's like now that you know what it is only then you'll go out and seek those things right because it's like now that I'm passionate about it let me excel in that field and expand my knowledge in that field as opposed to doing that to then find the passion the passion needs fitness to come beforehand and to your point it's not like a overnight thing it's like how do you find a passion because I think a lot of people do struggle with that um you know how does one find your passion so I think for from you mentioned earlier on with your marketing and, and your cooking what are your earliest memories of when you realized this is my thing <laughs> so maybe let's start with cooking yeah you know I've just the reason I'm laughing is I just had flashbacks to a, an 11 year old Sal with her dad like Papa Nuruzi yeah just I've got this photo that unfortunately it's just a, it's a physical it's a, just a photo I don't have a digital copy or that I can't do anything with it but it's when I went on Can't Cook Won't Cook when I was younger and mm -hmm. But yes, there's irony here. I went on Can't Cook, Won't Cook. It's not because I couldn't cook. It's just because I loved cooking so much. I just wanted to go and meet the BBC chefs. And I, I told my dad that I'm pretending that I can't cook. So I went- Even though you couldn't. Yeah. yeah, and I had to come up with these awful stories of how I was a disastrous cook in the kitchen, which was far from the truth. So I had to come up with stories that I used to burn sauce pans and- yeah, all for I, the show to get your foot in the door. The show. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and the only reason I actually won that competition was I added more saffron and coriander, just saying. Um, but my, my, my earliest memories, if we start with food, it's interesting how I said food first, because you can tell that's really where my heart's at. Of course. But I, I'm lucky enough to have a dad who's a chef. But, you know, my what that looked like for me is my dad used to pick me up from school. Mm -hmm. And these are the days where internet wasn't around, right? Mm -hmm. So we would, he'd pick me up from school and we, my dad would cook for me, my mom and my sister every single night from scratch. Mm -hmm. And we would go after, after school, we'll go to the library. Yes, mm -hmm. a, a library where you have to go and pick up a book. And <laughs> you pick up books where there's pictures of things in the middle where you have to like, like scroll through the book to get to the photo in the middle. I don't even know if you remember those. So <laughs> no, but I kind of visualize it. <laughs> yeah, and we would just go in. We would scroll to the scroll. We'll find a recipe we liked, take it, write it down. You wouldn't take a picture of it because you didn't have a smartphone, and you just <laughs> take the ingredients down. And we'll go yeah. to Waitrose. We'll buy the ingredients, and then me and my dad. Sous Chef Sal would be in the kitchen making dinner for, for the family. And that's where just the creativity of cooking for me, you know, came, came to life. Just cooking, didn't like the washing up part, but, you know, <laughs> I, we all had a role in the family. Um, mm. But, yeah, just cooking with my dad was, was great. And what's really interesting about that is my dad tells me that I was his influence to, really? to be the chef he is because we used to collaborate together. We used to be in the kitchen together. So, uh, you know, for me, it was just like this creative outlet. But for him, it was, this is cool. I'm, I'm, I'm flexing this muscle with, with my daughter every day. And actually, she's, she's really showing me how I need to advance myself. But I didn't realize that at the time. So, so yeah, I, I have a, a real special place in my heart for those memories that I won't ever forget. That is incredible. And you were influencing him without realizing because I think, I guess he, I mean, obviously dads want to spend time with their daughters anyway, because you want to build that relationship. But it's, um, I love how, in a way, the food and the cooking was the glue that stuck you 
guys together and without realizing obviously you were learning so much from him but he was learning so much from you as well and even to this day that is it yeah. isn't it like that's what you bond over and I, I can tell when your eyes just light up when you talk about food and cooking <laughs> and that has an incredible page um I might put in the description at cooking with Salome is it yeah <laughs> yeah and she just shares incredible recipes and just food related things and I think one thing I have learned from your cooking page is the going back to what you said around the creativity side of things it's not the bog standard Avon toast or like the, <laughs> the porridge <laughs> there is there's always a element of sal there whether it's the saffron that you mentioned earlier on which made you win the show or there's always a, an element of you in there isn't there there's it's not it's not like generic stuff and the creativity that you do in your cooking I think without realizing helps you in your role as well right and and what you do and and because the marketing world is all about creativity as well um but yeah how did you moving on from the food side of things in from marketing what made you get into that so what's really interesting is when I was at college and I we can all empathize with those moments you've just started college and you're already starting to have career conversations and it's like I just turned 17 I've just gone from not wearing a uniform to wearing the clothes I want every day and now you're telling me to 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 find what I want to do for the rest of my life yeah, and do I don't know do? if, I don't know if things have actually changed but that's a really hard conversation for anyone to think about. I don't know mm. how parents could guide that because, you know, things may have changed now because people have access to such incredible resources. I didn't have that. I had a careers mm. library at, at, at college. And the only thing I had around me was people I knew. They were my references. They were my role models. They were my icons. Mm. But, you know, it's such an incredible world right now where you can be anything you want to be because you are aware of so many jobs. So my mum's an accountant. So hey, I thought, yeah, I'll I'll, I'll put myself oh. down for accountancy. <laughs> Lovely. <laughs> and that was your turned, yeah. And then I turned eighteen at college, and I I just remember going back and forth into the careers library, and it was the I need to change it again. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm back. <laughs> I'm back, and I just thought I'm going to keep changing this until it's right. Because even when I was at college, I I picked a broad set of topics to study. I studied psychology, IT, I guess the IT paid off, uh, yeah, critical thinking <laughs> and music technology. Um, so that was a broad set of things. And as you can tell, I, I had no idea. And everyone was studying economics. Mm. So I continued in college and I chose law. Really? I said, yeah, I said, hey, Miss Career Lady, uh, can I can I change it to law? She was like, are you sure? I'm like, yeah, this will work this week. Yeah. And what ended up happening is I just remember the clearing day. I remember sitting there on the on my mum's dining table with my hand in my my hand, hang on, my head in my hands, and I just didn't know what to do because I just knew it wasn't right for me. And I would always describe what I want to do as a job or a profession or what I want to learn, but I never knew what it was. Because again, mm. at that age, you just know what you know. You know what your relatives do. You know what your friends' parents do. And as diverse as my family and and, and I guess my, my, my friends and my network is, 
no one was studying marketing. So I'd always describe what I want to do and study and what I'd find fascinating. And it just happens to be a little bit old school. There was just an ad in the clearing paper. I called up at the time, LCC, London College of Communications, part of University of the Arts. And I actually got on the phone to it, administrations and I spoke to the lecturer. The lecturer picked the phone up. And I was like, this is really interesting. Can you tell me more about it? And when he explained the course, I said, I don't think you understand. This is everything I've described that I want to do, but I just never knew the name of the course. I didn't know it was called marketing and advertising. Mm-hmm. And he, actually, this is this is funny because I did not plan for this, I promise. He said to me, You're, we'll go through the proper process, but you sound so enthusiastic and passionate about it let's just come in and this is the day that we're taking everyone on board and I and and I said that I didn't plan this because we've been talking about being passionate and I didn't realize sharing that story would actually just bring that out but that's a full circle you've done a full circle yeah (laughs) and and that's and that's that and then I, I started marketing advertising and it was just the best thing ever I love it I love it so much it's so crazy, isn't it? Like I can I can't imagine you doing law sound. Like that is not who you are. And I'm so glad. I don't know if it's the universe or what that made you see that ad at that point and you somehow managed to speak to the lecturer because that's not a common thing. Normally you just speak to exactly. the admin people. And it, it was exactly. the calling that you were always meant to do marketing, right? You were always meant to do this. And look at you now, like it's if it, if, if, if it wasn't for that moment and you doing that, you wouldn't be right here right now, right? And going back to the passionate point, like you can tell when you talk about this, when you talk about CX, like this is your thing and this is this is what you're born to do in a way, isn't it? Yeah, it, it's really interesting. And I, I do say, I've you know, it does feel like a dream sometime, you know, where you love something so much and... It, it becomes a profession and you grow from it and the passion just keeps on giving and it keeps winning for you as well. So yeah, I do I do feel really blessed that I've had the opportunities I've had and I, I'm working in a field that I'm so passionate about. But what's really interesting is how things have changed so much, how mm. people consume things now, how people engage with technology now. And what we really need is 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 a unique perspective we need millennials you know really thinking about and can I just say I'm a millennial because millennials are under 35 <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah just just fresh fresh perspectives and and diverse sets that's that's just, that's just where it gets so exciting because it's new things are happening all the time it really is yeah and I think like going back to you know what made you start and and what you're doing now I think like you mentioned it all goes back to the passion side of things and without realizing you're inspiring so many people that in that field and maybe for people listening who are maybe thinking about taking a career in marketing and from for example you you mentioned earlier I don't know if it's any easier for a 17 year old now to figure out what they want to do with their life my cousin's going through it at the moment where she studies biology and she doesn't know what to do after she marketing. graduates. <laughs> yeah, you know what? She's actually, she's actually said it. She's actually said she wants to do marketing, and I don't know if I have somehow influenced her. Um, but it's, it's so maybe we're biased, but it's, it's if you if you're a good human being and if you understand people, it's the it's 
everything is marketing we're all marketing like we are marketing mm -hmm. without realizing right and it's such a diverse topic where to your point it's constantly evolving as well um but I think even just hearing your story from where you began to where you are now and and you having to constantly adapt as well it's definitely a, a kind of like a story that we all can look up to and kind of aspire to be in that field as well and hopefully you know that story kind of helps someone who is debating of maybe going to do that field is yes it, it will I mean everyone's different everyone's you know individuals and um we all have our own strengths and weaknesses but I don't know I mean I kind of fell into it as well and I can't imagine doing anything else now <laughs> this is it and whilst it's so fulfilling what it's because I've you've kind of married up marketing and tech because marketing is huge there's so much of it you can do you can go into branding you can go into content you can go into social media you can go into marry that up with e-commerce but thinking about technology and marketing that's a whole other thing within itself but I recently took part in this event with with STEM mm -hmm. and those of you that don't know what STEM stands for it's science technology technology engineering and maths and for me, you know, the real eye-opener now is, yeah, marketing is fantastic and technology is fantastic, but have you seen the dimensions of what's actually happening in STEM when we're looking at, you know, mechanical engineering, we're looking at artificial intelligence and what's really happening is what's happening in STEM right now in, in terms of how the, the younger generation, when I say younger generation, I'm talking eight, nine, 10 year olds, mm. how they're immersing themselves in this field of, you know, becoming young apprentices around how they can actually get experience and, and learn things practically. Because, you know, when I was when I was studying and learning, I just learned things abstract. It was very mm. rare that I had the opportunity to apply it in a working environment. So. Mm. The field of STEM fascinates me and, you know, being on those sessions where we're looking at girls and they're panelling and they're creating their portfolio and showcasing it to us, you know, they looked at us as we're their role models. But I, I quickly said, look, you're my role model. Mm. You're 10 years old and you're presenting on something that's absolutely incredible. Put, put aside her courage, her, how brave she was and how inspiring she was she was showing us how you can actually there's so much to be done from from a workplace standpoint and I think there's a there's a thing that needs to be had where more people create awareness around what they do because if mm. I was to say to someone a mechanical engineer what does that look like or five years ago when I said to someone do you would you work in UX they wouldn't know what that is but everyone knows how to use an iPhone mm. And I think we just going back to when awareness needs to be better around what these jobs look like, what these fields of study can actually create and actually how much are we using them in our day to day lives right now? Mm. Mm. That's so true. And I think everyone can relate to it. Right. And that 10 year old, um, I guess, girl, like if you think about what she's doing now, like think about what else can happen in the next 10 years. And to your point, the opportunities are endless and it is one of those fields that is constantly evolving, constantly changing and, you know, jobs are coming about. So um, it's just excitement, isn't it? Like we've had to adapt and learn, especially in the tech and marketing world, but equally there's so much more that's going to change and and opportunities are endless um, without a doubt in, in those both fields. Um, 
and we're we're the right place <laughs> to see see that <laughs> from the front seat. Um, but yeah, I think that was a really long-winded way of talking about the first question, which is all around you know what drives you. We touched on the passion, positivity, and having those systems, um, and and really like the values that really drive you and kind of your journey into how what really ignited your passion for marketing and cooking. Um, but my next question to you, Sal, is actually looking at what really shaped you. So um, the first half is all about ordinary tales. If I was to ask you now, was there any one life event or an experience or a project or a travel, maybe just one thing that happened that made you who you are and you think that, oh, if that didn't happen, I wouldn't be the Sal I am today. What's the first thing that comes in your mind? Oh, <laughs> I think if we, I'll take this in terms of the professional front, because at the end of the day, a job doesn't define who you are, but it gives you, it gives you your purpose and it also gives you your livelihood and your stability. And for me, I can say that, you know, my job and, and my professional side is one thing that's been stable for me and it's my rock and it's something that i've grown and nurtured and i'm i'm proud of, of and and so to, with that in mind for me it was going to an event and you you should share this as well so i went to an event i saw one person speak on stage about marketing and about trends and i went that is exactly what i want to be doing and for me it's just how you manifest that mm. and no, you don't see someone on stage and, you know, abracadabra, you're on stage and you're talking <laughs> and everything happens. But it's how you focus your energy and it's how you think about how you can get there. You know, think about five years and then work backwards to think, what do I need to do? What skills do I need to develop? Who do I need to speak yeah. to? Who do, what do I need to learn? Mm -hmm. um, so for me, it was technology for marketing and advertising at Els Court in 2000 and i want to say 11. <laughs> i don't remember the content but i remember the just being in the audience and seeing someone on stage sign and talk about something it's really incredible and it's not about st standing on sh stage and shining i wouldn't i want to make that really clear people ask me what do you enjoy about isn't that nerve-wracking like why do you like presenting Mm -hmm. And I'm glad someone asked me that because it made me think, no, it's it's not because I stand on stage. If I wanted to stand on stage, I'd become a singer. I can't really sing, but you know. <laughs> it's, about, <laughs> it's, it's about having an impact on someone, a positive impact on someone. And mm -hmm. if you have something to share that's going to impact someone in their professional lives, making them a hero in their jobs, or just leaving someone with, with, a, with a lasting thought, that for me is a job well done and something that I only want to do more and more of. Exactly, yeah. And I think I love that because sometimes when you do go to these events, you might think someone's just talking, but you speaking or, or that person that you saw speaking was like, this is what I want to do. And that kind of snowballed you to manifest what you're doing. And you touched on the manifestation and, you know, having that goal and, working backwards and you touched on having systems earlier on like journaling and visualization would you mind sharing any tips on um you know after you came out of that event what did you actually do to 
get to that destination in a way um, because you had that passion but what did you consciously do to bring that to reality? For me it was just making sure I continue with focusing on that particular area of marketing and tech because it's such a big field and when you're at the point of applying for jobs it could be anything as I said content social media SEO it's so many things mm -hmm. but for me it was just it it helped me narrow down how I need to potentially follow through with something rather than try and specialize mm -hmm. in everything because you know five six years ago technology was very different it was very broad and it's still broad now but there's different areas where you can really become a subject matter expert so it just it just gave me the focus of no to focus on you know the tech side of things and and, and marketing in that way yeah and the other thing to think about is the the importance of of law of attraction and there's this book I'm reading at the moment and I remember the, the the first day I opened the book I sent you the contents page I was so excited to, <laughs> to share it to share it with you and you always know it's going to be a good book when it's got a really great contents page mm. um, but it articulated the law of attraction really well and it says it's it's all about the power of unlocking the source and if the word source to you doesn't sound too familiar I really recommend reading up on about it it's 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 the source that you have as an individual and the law of attraction unlocking that source it's all around choosing an abundant mindset and it's making that you know that commitment to fully engage with your life and, and be active rather than being passive um, because we can go into autopilot um, as such and when you have an abundant mindset and you think about the law of attraction, you're effectively future-proofing yourself and you can manage the fear of change better. But most importantly with that is how you put positive thoughts forward. And it's that sweet swap between managing what's going on in the heart and the mind and that meeting point in between. And that mm -hmm. meeting point is your intention. Mm -hmm. and, and that's one thing that I really like to just embrace and, and carry through through what I do in my personal life through my journaling reflecting daily reflecting if something's gone well I will reflect on it if something's not going well I'll write down why I feel you know the way I feel that's so you can really get to the root of things and 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 try and take things forward and, and not dwell on things and and worry about this fear of failure you know, it's, it's all around changing the narrative you have for yourself and reframing things in your mind. So mm -hmm. embracing, another book I've read, it's called Radical Acceptance, and it's all around embracing life with a smile. And how you're, it's all about un, unconditional friendliness as well, right? So having a positive mindset is not just a case of waking up and pretending everything's going to be okay. It comes down to different systems that you need to have to carry that energy, to reframe your mind, to be able to embrace situations that are going well or not going so well and, and be able to know what that means for you and take that forward and be willing to talk about it. Because mm -hmm. I think the world's done a great thing recently in terms of talking about mental health. And for me, communication is, is, a, is a really valid point. And it's really, really important. So being able to communicate to yourself, how am I feeling? What, what, how did that make me feel? 
Mm-hmm. Why am I feeling good? How do I hold on to this? How do I create you know, this dopamine more and more and more? Is just another form of reflecting and carrying those good good vibes through. That's oh, it. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you're speaking my language right now. I'm like, <laughs> that's like all the thoughts I have as well. But you've put it in such a like realistic way that we can apply in our lives as well, right? And I think going back to the question around you know how did what kind of systems and what ways of working did you adopt like I think from the outside people only look at the happy things and the successful path is like you know it's so easy to go up and talk on stage and talk about what you love and I think it helps that when you are passionate about it but it hasn't always been easy right it, it you've had to go through a lot of hardships difficult times with customers and maybe colleagues um but I think going back to having that radical acceptance and always being in touch with the source, that's what keeps you grounded. And this, once again, goes back to your values. And no matter what you're faced with, like you will always have those guiding principles that will um, remind you what's important, right? Yeah. And it's around finding what works for you. Because we're in this constant state of the grass is greener, things always look better, things always look shinier. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I journal, and when I see another person journaling, I'm like, oh my God, she's so much better than me in journaling. I stuff so pretty. But, <laughs> you know, it's, and that's okay. It, it's, it's being okay with, it being okay with what you do and just master your own craft and mm-hmm. take your time with stuff. You started the journal, great. I think people want to do something and they want to master it straight away, but be patient with it right at the journey, you know? Mm. So to so take your time with things and 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 don't don't try and perfect things because mm. it's almost I know it's cliche, but it's your imperfections that make you, you know, perfect and awesome. Mm-hmm. And in this book of radical acceptance, it talks about how in a stressful and incompetitive modern society that's fostered unworthiness self-judgment and 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 that loss of feeling you know wanted or or belonging for so many that's where the principles of radical acceptance really help you like reclaim that joy and Mm. that um the joy and that liberated life that you have for yourself as well Mm. so it's all about getting to grips with who you are and being comfortable with who you are and and not Mm. trying to be like anyone else because the world's a better place when there's more individuals to exactly. oh 100% yeah and I think you're right like because naturally we are we start comparing with others and like you said the grass is always greener but when you focus so much on others you could spend that same energy focusing on yourself and doing what's right for you and everyone is has their own race and everyone's trying to do the best that they can so I think to your point it's accepting yourself for your imperfections and things you need to work on and creating your own journey and finding joy in everything that you do as well so I think that's such a great summary of I think just way of living right in terms of what you want to do from a career point of view but also from your personal kind of goals point of view so thank you for sharing that and I think that's such a wholesome way of summarizing your ordinary tells and I think that really helped us to get to know Sal, what you stand for, and uh, a bit about your humble beginnings. Um, And I think that's now, like if we look at the extraordinary dreams part, which is all around your future, right? 
things you want to achieve and the future is a scary place because it's the unknown um but i'm going to ask you this one question and then we can see um you know what your kind of dreams are but my question to you sal is what do you want your legacy to be <laughs> the good old legacy. you talked about uncertainty in 2020 in one <laughs> sentence absolutely <laughs> who knows what the future is going to hold and for me for, for me my, my legacy is you know it's it's being known for someone that embraces life with a smile that that's that's something that i only as i said at the beginning it's what do people say about you when you're not in the room and i and that's something that i just always want to make sure is there but you know my, my dream is to become a futurist you know mm -hmm. be an evangelist and tell stories around what technology can do for people and, and inspire people and get into research and, and really study how things are happening in the world of tech and consumer behavior. And uh, I'd love to hope for my own restaurant. Do it. That's a manifestation. <laughs> Why not? And I think you've clearly summarized the two biggest things that you love and you're passionate about, right? Which is, yes, it's marketing, but taking that extra layer around the future and forward-looking things that's become the futurist and then secondly um the food side of things and what you that's where you're alive i think those two things are where you feel the most alive right and going back to what you said around doing everything with a smile that is you to a t and i have no <laughs> doubt that it will happen <laughs> in, terms of, in terms of your legacy um, oh, thank but, you yeah. that's very sweet of course, of course. And I think like my following on from the legacy, I think I mentioned this on the email as well, Sal, was um, any recommendations you have? Maybe you could throw one or two in there. Yeah, sure. So yeah, Talk Like Ted, Radical Acceptance. The Source is something that I'm actually reading at the moment. So The Source, Open Your Mind, Change Your Life. Sounds a bit serious mm. like yeah. you're going to change your life but again <laughs> don't judge a book by its cover <laughs> you know one of the first books that i read was i never really liked to read i really struggled mm. reading i, I mm -hmm. found it hard to connect with books i used to read pages and pages and just read chapters and go to myself what have i just read i can't recall anything yeah. um but the, the book that i read Absolutely. The, the book that I read that I really loved was, um, again, it sounds like a cliche feminist book, but I promise you it's not. It's um, Girl Boss by so Sophia Amoroso, the founder of Nasty Girl. Her tenacity, her grit, she, she's just an incredible woman. It's not about being a woman, it's about someone working in technology and, and really living their dreams and telling you all the kind of real advice that someone will tell you without the fluff without the cotton wool without the blanket and, and for me that's that's an awesome book i always go back to and, and constantly read yeah i love that and i think you were the one that introduced me to her as well because then i followed her <laughs> after that and do you know what on my uh, vision board for start 2020 i i think we were speaking about the girl boss rally as well weren't we we and did <laughs> well that's gone to shit but <laughs> Well, we can only put it back on because you can do it virtually, but and I'm all for embracing change. But something like Girl Boss Rally, we physically have to go to because it means a trip to LA as well. Oh so, <laughs> we do it, pal. We do it next. 
we will we will um but yeah they're great but to be honest in terms of journaling i took so much inspiration from you the way you yeah. broke down journaling to me um just a little just little things again to think oh i'm going to start journaling for this this big thing of oh my god where do i even begin but the way you broke it down to me and shared just and you know me i always ask you hey how do you use your ipad i want to i want to see i think it's just getting inspiration like you really showed me how to, to journal and, and put the systems in place and day-to-day -day things i i've started a pinterest board on different journaling um oh canvases God. which is great and um yeah i'm gonna try and get an ipad soon so i can follow your amazing journaling you you and susie are doing some awesome things that i i absolutely love oh my god so, you are gonna love yeah. that <laughs> world and the ipad it's a new digital world isn't it but i love it that and i think you're right because we can get a lot of inspiration from others because what the way i do it might be different to you and you know other people but everyone's got their own i think this goes back to what we talked about being individuals and everyone's got their own thing that works for them but you can pick and mix and get inspiration from the others um as well and you're going to love it because you do it anyway but um th with the pinterest pinterest board and all the different sources i'm excited for you to make that yeah well, well thank you for being so generous and not just sharing with me but sharing with so many people what you do and even from those Sundays where I used to, I used to wait because I'd get my digestive reading from you. I felt like I read a book every Sunday. <laughs> but just the way you would go through the, a book and, and you know, I'm showing you what I'm doing. It's exactly what you did. Mm. And it's, it's highlighting pages, it's writing on it. And yeah, people show you how to read, but they don't teach you how to consume and digest. Mm. So we have to share these things with one another because we, we don't know these things. These things won't talk to us. So thank you for for inspiring me and and everyone else listening. Oh, um, thank you, Sal. Always. Do you know what you should do as well? Like when you were going through the key summaries, I was like, yes, that makes sense. So maybe this is a new venture for you as well. <laughs> share your learnings and your stories because I know that it will definitely be helpful for uh, people listening. And you're right. Like there's so much we can gain from sharing as well, right? We can make absolutely impact on people's lives and stuff, but. No, thank you for sharing those tips as well from for what's worked for you. And that brings us to the end of the podcast and your ordinary tales and your extraordinary dreams. And I knew this was going to be good and it has lived up and exceeded my expectations once again. So really getting to know you, what drives you, those three things, positivity, passion and systems, really looking into, you know, where these drivers actually came from and and you know hearing the story with your dad i know your dad's a big hit with everyone else as well <laughs> everyone loves when he comes on the story don't they <laughs> yeah and you want to dad. see what i'm gonna do with him <laughs> Honestly, start that restaurant with him because i think you, you you guys make a dynamic duo for sure and you i feel like because I, I've, I haven't met him but i've seen him from your pictures and your stories and you are just your dad, aren't you? <laughs> yeah, we're, we're definitely, I definitely take after him um, and I should take after my mum. But, but you know, all, all jokes aside, Lamik, I think I reference my dad a lot because he's such a big character and it's easy to reference him. But, you know, it, it was my mum who really told me that go, take, having a degree is the way forward. And, you know, my mum's the academic, as the accountant, my dad's the creative with the restaurant. 
And I just feel so blessed that I've literally had the, the oh. yin and yang, the talk and cheese perspectives on on what to do. Um, mm -hmm. You know, my mum just wanted me to get my degree for the right reasons. And at the same time, I'm, I'm super grateful for her. And, you know, living with her, because my dad was busy in the restaurant, living with her and seeing how she cooks Iranian food and mm -hmm. bringing the health element to cooking. You can you can eat well and it can be healthy and it can taste bloody good. Um, you know, um, my mum's massively influenced me. But she's like my silent influencer. She, is. <laughs> she gives me my systems. <laughs> she does, and she's yeah. so fab she's so fabulous as well. Because when I <laughs> we went over to hers and she made us those banana muffins, and mm. yeah, I, I I I see that as well. I definitely see that. I love it, and um, <laughs> I think like even just hearing your career side of things and your profession and how inspiring that has been, and also looking into the future side of things, right? Of how you can still expand your skills and and shine in that field which is literally what you were born to do and also sharing all your tips um i'm sure that we can all learn so much from you and i'm also so excited to just be your friend cheer from you on the sidelines and just make great memories together because i know that i i can learn so much from you and we can just talk about these things forever can't we because <laughs> every time we meet up likewise. Goes, this is literally likewise <laughs> yeah absolutely likewise you know you inspire me so much so so much and you and I'm, everyone's gonna be like god this is soppy <laughs> but, uh, yeah they're like all right get a room you two we've got a podcast booth leave us alone um no you really inspire me you inspire me without even realizing and i'm yeah i'm just so blessed that i've met you oh my god it's true, Sam, but yeah, I love it. And um, yeah, that is that is us. And look out for the episode as well. Thank Thank you guys once again for listening to another episode of the podcast. Hope you guys found it as enjoyable as I did recording it. And if you want to share some feedback or show some support, feel free to follow me on at self Sundays with a double S on Instagram. And I look forward to catching you same time next week. Thank you. Thank you.